0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show. On this Tuesday, November 21st, we are just two days away from Thanksgiving. A day where, let's see, what, what priority number one would be football, family, giving thanks? I think for a lot of us, priority number one is football, but it really should be family and giving thanks. That's why it's called Thanksgiving. We do have three football games to watch in just a couple of days from now. Maybe you'll make some plays, maybe put in a parlay or two on the uh, Hard Rock app. I've certainly been doing that. It's just a great time of the year for turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy, and as some of us would say, most importantly, uh, football. I am doing the show yet again this afternoon from the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. It is the Rock and Roll Poker Open that's uh, happening here in the ballroom. I played in one of the uh, tournaments yesterday with a $200,000 guaranteed prize pool. I did not fare so well. I just wasn't laser focused. So I didn't do all that well. I'll see what I can get into a little bit later on after the show. But the tables, there are so many of them. There's like 90 plus tables uh, here in the ballroom. There's so much action The World Poker Tour main event, that starts on Friday with a $3 million guaranteed prize pool. So a lot of money up for grabs. The hard rocket is, it is rocking. And while I'm walking through the hotel, walking through the casino and all the areas, they've already got the betting kiosks up everywhere. The minute you come down the escalator from the parking garage, there's like four or five betting kiosks. They're not turned on yet. That'll happen on December 7th. But of course, all you need to do is just download the app on your phone and you could wager pretty quickly as long as you got that early access. And I told you that this was coming. I told you it was coming before December 7th. It's been here a couple of weeks now. If you follow me on X, formerly Twitter, you will always get the Slater's scoop. And when I put those words out there, when I start, I'm going to call it a tweet. When I start a tweet with those words, you can guarantee it is true. 100% of the time. If you do follow me on X, at Andy Slater, and you saw what I tweeted just a few hours ago. Yet another Slater's Scoop. This one, very interesting. It has blown up across the country because it's pretty substantial. I've been working on this for the past uh, few days, maybe even uh, a week or so. Stephen Ross has been In talks, he's had conversations with billionaire Ken Griffin. Now, I wasn't familiar with Ken Griffin until I started getting some intel about this. Ken Griffin is a hedge fund manager, he owns a company, he is worth $35 billion. He recently moved to South Florida. Uh, Stephen Ross has been in conversations with him about selling him part of the Miami Dolphins. So that's the news. That was the tweet that I sent out a little while ago, yet another Slater's scoop. From what I understand, this deal will eventually get done. Nothing is set in stone yet, but what I can tell you via multiple sources is that these conversations have taken place. They're serious in nature, and I believe this will happen. In the end, it will happen, that Ken Griffin will own a portion of the Miami Dolphins. We're talking about somebody who is about three and a half times as wealthy as Stephen Ross, Just to put that into perspective, and we know how wealthy Stephen Ross is, I was reading about Ken Griffin, and when he moved to South Florida, he became the wealthiest person living in all of Florida, automatically. And when you look him up on Forbes and everywhere else, he's in the top, I guess, top 15, top 20 when it comes to the wealthiest human beings alive. So pretty substantial money, pretty substantial move. What this means for the future of the organization, um, I don't know. The only thing I can tell you, again, via multiple sources, and the NFL is also aware of this, it's that Steven Ross has had conversations, pretty serious conversations, with Ken Griffin to sell him a portion of the Miami Dolphins. So as you can imagine, this is big for New York news because they're both New Yorkers. This is big for South Florida. This is big for the National Football League. It's uh, making waves, uh, to say the least. And I'm sure a lot of people will be digging up information on uh, what will happen in the end. But there's going to have to be uh, a vote, I presume. I don't know uh, exact details of how this all has to go down. The formalities, uh, but we've we've heard about this before. Not necessarily with the Dolphins, but we've heard about this before with other teams and potential new owners. Not that Ken Griffin would be the majority owner, because that is not what I understand. Um, he would be a minority owner, but I think it would be it's it's not something where you have like Serena Williams, you know, that kind of minority ownership where he's going to be on an orange carpet. We're talking about something uh, much bigger than that. And look, Ross is getting older. We're we're all getting older. Steven Ross is enjoying what's going on now with this team. He's probably enjoying very much so what's going on with uh, Michigan, maybe not so much with Harbaugh and the suspension, uh, but with the team. And he's enjoying life. He's doing the waddle in his uh, suite. They showed it on television a couple of times. So let let him enjoy life, and hopefully he and everybody else gets to enjoy the Miami Dolphins this season winning a Super Bowl. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl. And look, the Dolphins got help last night. They had a day off. They played Sunday. Yesterday they're chilling. They beat the Raiders Sunday, and then on Monday they get, like, another victory because the Eagles – They went into Kansas City, and they knock off the Chiefs. There is such an opportunity ahead for this football team. I'm going to get into that momentarily. It's really fascinating. The Dolphins have such a huge chance to make big-time noise. I'm talking like big-time, really, seriously, Super Bowl noise. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl. So, I got a lot of Dolphins conversations to have. And then the conversations going on with the University of Miami. What I see online, I probably see way too much online. I'm on some text threads with friends, friends in the business too. I feel like there's a big battle going on amongst Hurricanes football fans. You got two parties. You have those who think the Canes are headed in the right direction. And then you have those who think the Canes have taken a step back this season. It's really surprising to me, year two of Mario Cristobal's contract worth $80 million, that he has become so polarizing amongst Canes fans. People don't know what to make of this Hurricanes football team. They don't know what to make of this season, and the season's not even over yet. They still got one game to play, and then whatever bowl game they're going to go to, maybe the Tire Fire Bowl, whatever bowl game they're going to accept an invitation to. So we got one regular season game left, and then the bowl game, and I'm sure we'll still have plenty of arguments amongst Miami Hurricanes fans. Thank gosh we've got the Miami Dolphins playing really well. And sitting there atop the AFC East with a record of 7-3. and three. I don't think there's any doubt the Dolphins are going to win the AFC East, barring something completely unforeseen. But it's, it's way more than that now. When the season is about to start as a Dolphins fan, you think, okay, let's win the AFC East. The Bills are the class of the AFC East. At least that's what we thought. Definitely not right now but before the season started let's win the AFC East and now that the Dolphins are seven and three and controlling their division the goals they've got to get bigger and because of last night they're now even that much more obtainable and that's what I want to get into but I can't until this hour officially begins it's time to shuffle up and deal I'm doing the show right now from Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. And this is exactly where I was, although not at the broadcast table. But I was here in the building last night watching the Chiefs and Eagles. And the Chiefs losing that game is a huge deal for the Miami Dolphins. The Ravens, yes, they sit atop the AFC at 8-3. and three. But the Chiefs losing last night it opens up that door just a little bit more. I'm not going to say that the Miami Dolphins are going to win out. There's still a lot of football to be played. But let's pretend for a second, just for a second or two, let's pretend that the Dolphins do win out. If they do, well, that includes a win at Baltimore. And that is the second-to-last game of the season. If the Dolphins win that game, there is a very good chance that the Miami Dolphins could earn the number one seed in the AFC. It's a long ways away, but it could happen. The Dolphins don't have to win out for that to happen. It would certainly help, but... If they do win that game at Baltimore, things are looking a heck of a lot better. And let me say this. If the Dolphins earn the number one seed, and with that number one seed, you get a buy. So the Dolphins would automatically go to the second round. They would have no part in wildcard weekend. They go straight to the divisional round, which is huge and you're going to be playing at home. That game will be at home, and you're going to have home field throughout the AFC playoffs. So you've got the divisional game at home, and then the AFC title game at home. No road games come playoff time for the Miami Dolphins, and you know those road games in January, they're not easy. Not when you're from Miami, not where you're You're going somewhere and it's freezing or it's snowing and the atmosphere is nuts. So to avoid any road games come playoff time, to skip the first round, to have nothing to do with wild card weekend, the Dolphins can put themselves in a position where they would have to win two playoff games, both at home, to go to the Super Bowl. Just two, and they'd both be... At Hard Rock Stadium. It's, it's something to think about. It's something to imagine. It's something that is realistic. It's not far-fetched. And can you imagine what the environment would be at Hard Rock Stadium? Not even just getting home field throughout. I'm talking about just a home playoff game. One home playoff game. Assuming the Dolphins do make the playoffs... Playoffs? Don't talk about Playoffs? Yes, and I do think that's a pretty safe assumption. Can you imagine how nuts Hard Rock Stadium will be come game day? Whether it's wild card weekend, the divisional round, whatever it may be, that place is going to be jumping. It'll be off the charts like we have never seen before. It'll be as wild as wild could be. I may have been at that stadium for the craziest, not game, but the craziest atmosphere. And that was when the Canes were taking on Notre Dame. And look, the stadium, it's not brand new. Yeah, they renovated it, but the Canes were taking on Notre Dame. The Canes were undefeated, and it was a monstrous deal, and the Canes blew them out. The game was over by halftime. The atmosphere in the building for that one was nuts. It would be four or five or six times the level of that. And the Dolphins haven't lost at home. They play really good at home. So there's so many factors that are working right now for the Dolphins and will continue to work if they can secure home field. I know the Chiefs beat the Dolphins in Germany. doesn't matter where the game was. They they beat them. So... Kansas City holds the head-to-head over Miami. That part is not good. But the way the Chiefs have been playing lately, are the Chiefs what we're used to? Like you think of the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and you think of a team that's just unbeatable, but I don't know if they are unbeatable anymore. Not the way they've been looking the past few weeks. So if they do have the same record, the Chiefs and the Dolphins, yes, the Chiefs have the tiebreaker there. But I'm watching that game last night, and I know the Eagles are really good. Now they're 9-1. and one. The Chiefs, they were making mistakes. Scantling dropping the game-winning touchdown. Kelsey fumbling in the red zone. The Chiefs' defense is surprisingly good, but the offense is not what we're used to seeing. It doesn't look the same as it did last year and in previous years. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. He's not the problem. It's the collective group. The group is just not as good. So this is a major opportunity for Miami. And that Baltimore game, the second-to-last game of the season, I look at the season and the way it's going right now, and I'm starting to think more and more how that game on New Year's Eve the second-to-last game of the season, I look at it and I I keep thinking that is going to be such a significant game. I already put in for my uh, press credential for that game. I plan to be there in Baltimore on New Year's Eve. I'll fly back after the game and catch uh, the ball uh, dropping or the ball rising I'll do that at home, but I want to be there because I think that game is going to be monstrous. A hugely important game that'll probably mean seeding in the AFC. And that environment, that environment is something that the Dolphins need to get used to. Because if they're going to do anything come playoff time, there's going to be environments, whether they're at home on the road, that are going to be nuts. So much build up, lead up to these games. Now, Tyreek Hill... He's used to that, but Tua, not so much. Jalen Waddell, not so much. College, Alabama, and the NFL with the Miami Dolphins, two completely different things. I thought, and I think we all believed, that the last game of the season, the Bills at the Dolphins, that would be for all the marbles. But now I'm looking at things unfold And it seems to me the second to last game of the season at Baltimore, that's going to be a true test. I look at what this Dolphins team has right now. And I think back to just a couple of days ago, Sunday against the Raiders, the Jalen Ramsey game. The defense, they didn't give up a point in the second half. At the same time, the offense really didn't do anything in the second half. But Jalen Ramsey had two interceptions. The defense had three picks overall. What can this Dolphins team be when their offense is clicking, and that's almost every single week except for just a couple of days ago on Sunday against the Raiders, and this defense coming together, how good can this Dolphins team really be? And I think the answer is really good. I remember bringing this up a couple of weeks ago going into the Kansas City game saying we really don't know who this Dolphins team is. We don't know because their defense has not been healthy. They haven't been together yet. Yes, they were taking on the Raiders, not some juggernaut. But still, this defense is clearly getting better. So how good can this Dolphins team be? If the defense and the offense are clicking at the same time, they're not going to need to put up a 70 spot. Putting up 60 or 70 or even 50 is is unrealistic. But if Tua is out there doing his thing and now Jalen Ramsey and that defense continues to dominate, what's the potential there? I talk a lot about needing home field advantage, but if you've got a really good offense and now you've got a pretty good or really good defense, you might be able to beat anybody. Earlier in the season, we were talking about the greatest show on surf. Although I don't know if I called it that, but a lot of other people did. This past Sunday, it was about Vic Fangio, that defense, and Jalen Ramsey. So now that you've got Ramsey back and healthy, you've got the defense together, you've got Fangio doing his thing, what he was brought in for, you're going to have the offense clicking again what is this team going to be able to do when everything is happening at the same time we're going to see in just a few days from now what they can do against the jets, J-E-T-S sup, sup, sup. yes the great new york jets led by tim boyle just what we were expecting for a black friday game Well, let me tell you what you can expect here at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Right now, the Rock and Roll Poker Open is going on and will continue until next week. The main event part of the World Poker Tour has a $3 million guaranteed prize pool, and that begins on Friday. The entire list of events, all of the tournament schedules, they're on SeminoleHardRockPokerOpen.com. The website is SeminoleHardRockPokerOpen.com. I was playing in an event yesterday here in the ballroom. There's 90-plus tables here in the ballroom area. There's so much poker action going on, so much money up for grabs. If you haven't been here yet to the Rock and Roll Poker Open, you've still got time. So many different types of buy-ins. Whatever it is you're looking for, hold them, Omaha, stud, there's tournaments galore. Head on over here to the Rock and Roll Poker Open at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. It's where I'm doing the show from right now. I'll be here for pretty much uh, the whole week, so I hope to see you guys out here. Don't miss your opportunity to play in this awesome event, the Rock and Roll Poker Open, here at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. The Miami Dolphins will be facing Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle. On Friday. I'm sure when Amazon Prime scheduled their first ever Black Friday game, they thought, okay, AFC East rivalry, Tua going up against Aaron Rodgers. This is going to be awesome. Now it is the Tim Boyle show live from New Jersey. That Jets offense that the Dolphins will be facing they would have to improve just to be horrible because they're beyond horrible right now. They're dreadful. They don't score touchdowns. They have two good players, Brees Hall, very fast running back, Garrett Wilson, he's supremely talented, but who's going to get him the football? Their offense overall stinks, and there's no way around it. Sup, sup, sup. They do. And they don't score. So Friday, if the Dolphins can get a little offense going early, and chances are they probably will, I'm talking like maybe score 10 points, that could do it. You get a touchdown and a field goal, you go up 10-0, I think this Jets team will think it's too steep of a hill to climb. You go in a 10-0 hole and you're the Jets, how are you going to get out of it? That's how bad this Jets team really is, and the best part for the Dolphins is they haven't faced them yet. That means they get them twice. They got to handle these games, and I'm sure they will. So far this year, the Dolphins have been handling every game that they're supposed to. When they're supposed to win, they win. At the same time, when they're supposed to lose, they lose. But as I was saying in the previous segment, and as we all know, now that this defense is back together and healthy, they should get better as a team overall. They should be able to beat teams with good records. Should, and actually doing it, are two different things. It remains to be seen. But you've got to take care of your business against the Jets twice, The same way they took care of business against the New England Patriots twice. You got to sweep them. You do that, you're putting yourselves in a really good position. Now, sure, the Jets do have a good defense. Sauce Gardner is a really good CB1. Watching him try to guard Tyreek, that's going to be fun because Tyreek's sort of unguardable. Quinnen Williams, he's a monster up front. The Jets have some players. They do have a talented defense. But what I see when I watch Jets games, and I watch Jets games because they're on TV all the time. The networks thought that they were going to have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, not cutaways of Aaron Rodgers. What I see when I watch the Jets is a team that has an offense – which is dreadful, and because that offense is so bad, they take the spirit away from the defense. The defensive guys, they've got to be thinking, like, what's the point here? We're going to do our job, but the offense can't do anything. It's the complete opposite of complementary football. We hear coaches talk about that all of the time. One side complements the other. For the Jets, one side insults the other. So because their offense is so bad, it just brings everybody else on that team down. And I think we're going to see that Friday on Amazon Prime or on local television. If you don't have Amazon Prime, I believe the game will be in Miami and Fort Lauderdale on CBS. Now, there is a debate in town. There's no debate when it comes to the Miami Dolphins. Maybe there is, but it's just a dumb debate. The real debate, which some people may also look at as dumb, it has to do with the University of Miami football team. And I'll get into that discussion in just a moment. What I want to discuss with you guys right now, though, is how you can be surrounded by beautiful women, gorgeous, girls, 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 girl. at Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentlemen's club. Dean's Gold is the ultimate gentlemen's club for a reason. That's because the beautiful ladies that you'll be surrounded by, they come from all over the world. So many different countries are represented at Dean's Gold. You will have yourself an incredible night or even early morning. I say that because Dean's Gold is open every single day from 8 p.m. all the way until 6 in the morning. Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentlemen's club is located on the northeast corner of Northeast 163rd Street and Biscayne Boulevard that's in North Miami Beach. Surround yourself with gorgeous ladies who come from all over the world. There's only one place in South Florida you could do that, only one building. It is the ultimate gentleman's club, Dean's Gold. There's a Miami Hurricanes football debate that is raging around town and that's because Mario Cristobal is claiming progress and you've got some people backing him they're saying yeah this is progress year two look at the team they're better and then you've got the other crowd saying the Canes are six and five you think you have better players but six and five kind of speaks for itself doesn't it the way I look at it I think two things can be true one that leans towards both sides of the arguments. Miami has better players than they've had in a long time. I mean, look at Reuben Bain, a true freshman. Dude looks like an NFL player. But at the same time, the coaching staff is doing a horrific job. On game days, they're making a ton of mistakes. They're costing the team games. And it's hard for me to say I trust them. You would think we should be able to. Mario got a contract worth $80 million. But right now, he can't be trusted. Who you can trust, that would be Trajan Wealth. You might be thinking about your life goals. What do you want to do for the rest of your life? What about your finances? It's a lot to think about, but Trajan Wealth will help you. Do not wait any longer. I've been telling you about contacting Trajan Wealth for quite some time now. They're local in Palm Beach. Trajan Wealth will design a plan that's based around your goals. Maybe your goal is you want to retire early. Talk to Trajan Wealth. Let them help you get on your way. Whatever your life goal is, your life objective financially, Trajan Wealth is there to help you and it will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. Visit their site, trajanwealth.com. That's trajanwealth.com. Or give them a call at 561-390-1000. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. All right, as I've been saying all day today and yesterday as well, I am doing the show here from Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, where the Rock and Roll Poker Open is going on right behind me. They've got 80 or 90 tables in this ballroom area full of poker action. Jason Heidenthal, who I say runs all these tournaments around here. This guy knows what he's doing along with Bill Mason and the great staff that you guys have. Jason is here at the table with me. I would invite Bill, but he'll just want to talk about the Panthers' victory over the Oilers last night. Crushed it. And talk Panthers hockey. I want to talk poker. I don't want to talk about the Bills. I want to talk about uh, poker. Speaking of crushing it, uh, you guys have been crushing it here at the Hard Rock, the Rock and Roll Poker Open. The first event you guys had during this series had more than 7,000 entries uh, into it for just 400 bucks. So, Jason... For $400, and it's too late now to get in that one, but you still got events coming up. For 400 bucks. what was the uh, final payout for, let's say, the final table?
1: The event was spectacular this past weekend. Uh, the players, huge thank you to all of you for showing up. We absolutely crushed it uh, together. 75 uh, 32. Final number of entries: seven
0: thousand five hundred and thirty-two entries.
1: Absolutely amazing. You know,
0: seven thousand five hundred and twenty-nine of those were from this audience. Yes. If it wasn't for this audience, you guys would have had three players.
1: They're plugged in. They're listening. They're coming out. They're they're saying hi. I I I love it.
0: They say hi to you rather than me. I mean, it's like all of a sudden you're the star here on the airwaves during this segment, and not me. Gotta change that. I don't I'll, know.
1: I'll take the poker stardom. I'm okay with that. But, but
0: 7,500 entries, that's that's near record, isn't
1: it? A, it's a huge thank you. I mean, it, it is a near record. It's a close second place. Second place finishes, though, in every event. Um, yeah, 7,700 was the record here. Uh, I'm very happy, and I'm very, very thrilled that all of you came out and uh, were part of this uh, rock and roll uh, event number one. Prize pool was over two point four million dollars. Uh, that's on a two million dollar guarantee. Who so holds all that money?
0: I had the, it. You just put, put two point four million in your pocket. I, I had a
1: couple of briefcases lined up. Just threw that money on the table for the final table. But yes, the final table last night concluded. And I was on a Monday. Uh, they ended up six way chopping it. Uh, so six si-
0: players split the pot.
1: They split the pot. Uh, all of them got over a hundred and thirty six thousand dollars.
0: So they they came in here with $400 bills or maybe a bunch of 20s.
1: We accept 20s.
0: Okay. So they came in here with 400 cash. They go right where I am right now, right in front of me to the cashier. They get their ticket. They play cards. And they turn that 400 into more than $130,000. Why are you making it sound so easy? Because sometimes for me it's easy. Sometimes, sometimes. I mean, these, not these, not this
1: time. These players busted their butt to get 136 they, grand. They did. Six of them. That's amazing. They played poker all day on flight, whatever they played Wednesday through Saturday, and then they played all day on Sunday, right, while watching football here in the ballroom, uh, and then day three was Monday, and they came back. Uh, what was it 36 players or so? Came back on to day three. At this point, now you know you're. Your anxiety is going, and you're, you're high into the money, and you know, out of a 7,000-player field, awesome. you're down to the top 30 coming back on day three. And,
0: and just for the record, um, it's not just six people or 36 people that get paid. When you've got 7,500 um, entries, I mean, you're talking about, what, like 800 players or something? We had
1: 750 uh, players in the money. 750 players. We paid 10% of this field. And uh, so everyone, everyone that came back on Sunday was in the money. So we had 750 players returning. Boom, payout, 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 and just uh, collecting money. They hopped right into other events. Uh, we had a huge $400 buy-in on Sunday afternoon. They uh, had over 700 players alone, and that was a one-day event.
0: Now, now people hear this, Jason, and they're like, man, you know, I, I missed it. You know, I, I would have played, but they've still got time because there's events going on today. You got the main event, part of the World Poker Tour starting on friday there's satellites going on people are going to stuff their face on thursday then they're going to be bored at night you guys are going to have a tournament in the poker room so people can still come out here what exactly jason can they get involved in
1: we have a schedule full of events still i mean we've just started to scrape the, the the top of the barrel here uh we're only on event number 20 uh this is uh we have until next tuesday so we have a full week of events still here. Yes, Thanksgiving in the middle. Um, but we have satellites leading into uh, our $3,500 WPT main event, which is going to kick off on Black Friday. That's not just the Dolphins.
0: Right, not just the Dolphins against Tim Boyle and the Jets. Tim who? Exactly. Okay. Right, well, Excellent. Probably a poker player named Tim Boyle. Yeah, too. They, they pulled him out of the crowd. Maybe may better.
1: But yeah, $3,500 WPT main event with a live stream final table that kicks off on Black Friday here at similar hard rock. Um, that's going to be a huge field as well. It always is. I love having a WPT in town. Um,
0: that's got over 3 million guaranteed in the prize pool. Absolutely. So when we talk about satellites, not everybody is familiar uh, with the term, but I know you've got one going on here tonight in the ballroom. You've got them going on for the next few days including, I believe, on Thanksgiving Day. Correct. Uh, you can buy in for like $200, 300 $400, turn that into a $3,500 ticket, and then maybe turn that into, what, half a million or something? Oh,
1: 100%. Um, so, yeah, satellites are kind of a, the lower buying costs, uh, getting yourself into the larger events. So we do have satellites for our 3500 main event. We have satellites all the way into our 25 k which is also coming up after Thanksgiving here. Uh, But yes, talking about the main event, $400. $400, parlay that into a win. You don't have to win the satellite, you just have to advance, you know, like you just have to be in the top X percentage.
0: These parlays work better than the ones I put in on the Hard Rock Bet app because those haven't been working lately.
1: Uh, from a lot of players in the <laughs> poker Room, they say that the app's working just fine. Well, the app, the app is working the, fine. The app is working <laughs> I mean, fine. It's, it's just
0: not working th- with what I'm putting in on the app.
1: Everyone that's talking to me says they're printing money. You're not doing it. Yeah, that?
0: I'm not. No. They, they must be printing mine. Hard
1: Rock Bet is up and running for uh, <laughs> early access Floridians. So. so you could
0: you could play cards here. You got all the games on. You could wager on the app, if you're part of the early access, you've got poker in front of you playing cards. I mean, wh- is there anything you're missing here? Because it sounds like this is the this is the spot you want to be.
1: These players are living a dream right now. So, I mean, it's it's a beautiful room, and uh, they it have is. they have the app in front of them. They got the TV projectors in front of them, and they got poker.
0: So on Thanksgiving, um, where we're thankful for for everything. Um, we stuff our face turkey stuffing mashed potatoes oh. gravy and all, all of that sounds great i know um, we watch football but at night we're like mm, what are we going to do like so many places are closed the poker room is going to be open and jason you guys are going to have a satellite on thanksgiving uh, day and then also another tournament so people can come on out once they're Stuffed with their turkey.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, so in the poker room, it does get really, really busy in the poker room, uh, as as you mentioned, a little later on Thanksgiving night. We do have a trophy event in the poker room. Uh, really, A small buy-in. It's $200, but big guarantee. starts at 6 p.m. Uh, last year we had over 300 players for that. Uh,
0: wow. So I c- if I
1: play in that and win, I get a trophy? Trophy. It's one of the events. 49 trophies are being given away this series, and the one in the poker room on Thanksgiving night, Is one of them?
0: You know, I always watch football on Thanksgiving, and I see they give away like the turkey turkey trophy. But this would be cool to to say that I won a trophy on Thanksgiving Day and did it in the poker room.
1: Can you imagine if I cook a turkey at home and bring it to work, and then give away the turkey leg for the trophy? Would they be okay with that? Then
0: I would hope that I don't win the trophy. I'd rather take second place, but. To, to win a trophy on Thanksgiving in the poker room, over 300 players possibly. You could do that, absolutely.
1: And if you bust, there's a satellite at 9 p.m. for the main event. I'm just going right. to stay
0: here the whole week. Now, you do have people that, that have come here and, and traveled. Oh, yeah. It's not just people from Hollywood and Miami and Palm Beach. Uh, people are traveling in. You've got uh, professional poker players, so-called professional poker players, um, ones that people see on television. They're going to be here playing in that uh, main event. It's Friday and also Saturday?
1: Friday or Saturday for the Day 1A, Day 1B to register. Uh, and then the event itself will run all the way until next Wednesday. Wednesday will be the final table of six live streamed on WPT.com.
0: Maybe I'll play in the main event, the $3,500 buy-in to practice for my Slater Scoops event on December 19th. That's the next
1: one. That's the next one, December 19th. I nailed it.
0: So that, that'd be good to do the main event as practice for the the real main event on but December nineteenth. It's
1: not just you practicing; it's all the other players too. No, so. I got this, man. Come on, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna satellite my way in. They're studying a little bit more new these days. I, I was think.
0: trying to satellite my way in through the the app, but I haven't haven't done too well lately. Aww. Maybe they'll give me like a rebate or something. I don't know. You didn't take just the bills promo code. <laughs> no, I, I didn't take the bills. I didn't take the jets though. <laughs> Jason Heidenthal, the director of uh, all the tournaments going on here at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. It's always nice to uh, have you here at the uh, broadcast table, chat poker with you. Uh, congrats on everything going on here, you and Bill Mason and the entire staff, uh, the dealers, the players, and uh, the audience.
1: Honestly, it, it starts with the players because without you guys, this thing wouldn't run. And So huge, huge thank you to all the players. But outside of that, I do want to get a, a quick thank you to all the staff that comes in for these events, all the staff that's in our poker room that work here on property, uh, the dealers, the floors, the supervisors, uh, Bill Mason, Susie McGee, uh, everyone. It's just it is a full, full team effort, and uh, it's amazing how many dealers you have out
0: here and how much staff you have out
1: here. Just we we utilized a lot of the dealers from the poker room to assist with the overflow. Uh, this opening weekend, and uh, it, it's just a humongous thank you to the internal staff and all these amazing, amazing staff members here to help us put on these events. But, yes, it, it comes from the players, and I I, I, th- I, think they thoroughly enjoyed themselves. We had, 100 we had 106 tables running. That's amazing. And that's not even in the poker. That's See,
0: a- I, I'm here saying 80 or 90, and people might think, oh, he's exaggerating. I, I underdid it.
1: <laughs> We had 106 tables in this ballroom, all running with a small wait list. Like it was a very small wait list, so we we got them in, and I think everyone.
0: Yeah, the wait list at Flanagan's is longer than the one here.
1: Honestly, it was. (laughs) You know, you walk in, table of two, and you know, (laughs) see you in 30 minutes.
0: SeminoleHardRockPokerOpen.com. That's the site to see the entire tournament schedule. The Rock and Roll Poker Open going on until next Tuesday, a week from today, right here at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Jason Heidenthal, thank you very much for the time and uh, everything that you guys are doing here uh, during the Rock and Roll Poker Open. That is all the time that I have for this Tuesday, but I'll be here again tomorrow right outside the ballroom where the Rock and Roll Poker Open is taking place. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.